Lord, we worship you. If you have your Bibles, you can go with me to, to Luke chapter 22, verse 31. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. Lord, you are awesome. Lord, you are awesome. I pray this week that you try to refocus your prayers into seeking his face first. Before you ask him for anything, I was talking to Lori and Skylar. She said, You know, it's hard not to ask God for stuff. She said, Maybe you should clarify a little bit. I said, Well, my clarity was when you seek after God and you put him first in your life, and when you go in your prayer time, and the first thing you do is seek after him and stay, instead of say, God, I need this today or I need that today. When the first thing you do is go after him with everything that is within you, he said, I'll add the things to that. But seek me first, and all, I'll add all these things unto you. So that's, that's my prayers that you refocus. And as you experience who God is, and as you grow closer to who God is, and, and the things you might have once asked for in your prayers, you probably won't even ask for anymore because they're not important because they're probably a worldly prayer of something, can I have this or can I have that? Can you help my finances? Can you help this or help that? And the more you seek after God, the more them things become minute, but the more he'll provide for you in your seeking. He said, seek me first. So I pray this week that you've kind of we get in that mindset that we're going after him and we're lifting him up and we're seeking his face before we ever ask anything from him. Luke chapter 22, verse 31, it says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, and John done said, What does it mean when somebody says something twice? It's important. He said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith faileth not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and into death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. Here we have, I want to speak to you or preach to you on a subject of shaking. Because the Greek word here for sift you is sinazo, and it means to shake. It means by an inward agitation to try one's faith to the verge of, of an overthrow. That means an inward agitation to shake you. So I want to speak to you on a shaking that is going to happen in your life. It is coming whether you want it to or not. Paul, when he wrote the church, the Ephesians, when he was talking about the armor of God, he said, put on the armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day that is coming. There's a day that is coming. There's a day that's going to come after you that will try to shake your faith. And you say, I don't believe God allows that. Well, we're going to look at that right here in Peter right here. Because he said, Simon, Simon. I'll just take this. I don't have many notes this morning. And we said that was him trying to get his attention. Most of the time, us as parents, when we try to get our kids' attention and they won't listen to us, we'll even put our hands on them. And I'll be like, Caleb, listen to me. Listen to me. 
You, hey, you shake your kid when you want their attention and they will not listen. You grab them up and like, listen to me. I've got something to tell you because you're not listening. So I can see Jesus here taking Simon and just coming to him and grabbing him saying, Simon, Simon, listen to me. I have something to tell you. But why is it so important at this point? Because if we back up just a little bit further, they just had the, just a little bit, they just had the Lord's Supper. And they were sitting there and Jesus was telling him everything that was going to happen and to take this bread and, and, and do this in remembrance of me as my body will be broken for you and take this cup and drink it after in remembrance of me. My blood will be shed for you. And he said, there's one here that dips his hand in the bowl with me that will deny me. And when he said that, the disciples looked at each other and said, I wonder who it is. I wonder who, who this person is that's going to deny Christ. I wonder who it is that's going to turn on him. And the very next verse after they said it was wonder, it says a strife rose among them. Right there at the dinner table, right after the sacred the communion had taken place. Why do I believe this happened? I believe it happened because he said, when he said, one of you will deny me that, that Peter, being who he was, the outspoken, arrogant, prideful, person that probably thought he was better than the rest of the disciples sat there and probably said, well, it ain't going to be me. It might be you. Look how you act. Look what you've done. It ain't going to be me that denies you, Christ. It ain't going to be me that does that. And James and John probably said, it ain't going to be us neither. We're the sons of thunder. Me and Peter and James and John went up to the Mount Transfiguration, seen him. Where were y'all at? Y'all were at the bottom of the mountain. It's, it's, it's going to be one of you that deny him. They started arguing about something that didn't even matter. And a strife rose up among them, among the disciples. And as this is going on, Jesus is probably sitting there saying, My word, I just told you why we were having this. That I'm fixing to go to a cross and, and be crucified. I'm fixing to go there and, and my blood is going to be shed for you. And you're worried about these little things in your life and you're bickering and arguing. And Jesus goes on to, to he tries to teach him in that point about, you know, the, the Gentiles know the lordship over them and their benefactors. And he tries to teach him that the servant, you know, is the least. And he tries to teach him that when you go to a table and you sit at the table, yes, you're important in, in that culture if you got invited to the table. But he said, I came and I am serving you. He tries to tell him again, listen, the greatest among you will be the least among you. Quit bickering and fighting and trying to figure out who's the greatest and who's going to do this and who's going to do that. Don't do it. And I think that's why he, because he had to get Peter's attention. Peter was probably on a roll saying it ain't going to be me because even when he gets Peter's attention and he shakes him and says Simon Simon the devil the devil is going to come after you and he desires to sift you as we but I have prayed for you and he says and Peter's like that's not going to happen he says I pray that your faith will not fail you and he goes on to tell him, he, says, he said, I'll go with you even to prison. you just seen me, Jesus. I've done all this with you. I've been there with you. And I think us as the church, this is where we get messed up because our prayer, we think that, that when something comes our way and we go through a shaking, that we pray, God, 
get it away from me. Take this shaking away from me. Don't let this happen to me. Don't let me go through this. And even we get the church to come behind us and say, will you pray for me? Pray that, that the Lord will take this from me, that I don't have to endure this, that I don't have to go through this. That is our prayer as, as, as humans and out of, if we don't want it. We do not want to go through a shaking in our life. But Jesus said, listen, I've prayed for you. Not that it would go away. Not that it wouldn't come your, by your house and knock on your door. Not that you wouldn't have to go through it. But I've prayed for you that your faith would not fail. He says, basically he's telling Peter, you're going through it, Peter. The devil has desired to have you and sift you, to shake you. So much that to overthrow you. But I have prayed that your faith does not fail. That's Jesus' prayer for every one of us today. That when we go through a shaking, not that it won't come by our way or we won't have to go through it. But his prayer to us is will your faith hold on? Will your faith through everything hold on? Will your faith still acknowledge me? When you get through with the shaking, will you still have the faith to turn to me? And he tells him, thy faith fail thee not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brother. And, and I've always kind of skipped over that little part. When thou art converted, or the, the Greek word for convert means turn. When you have turned, strengthen your brother. So to me, Brother Bud, it tells me, right? He tells him right there, you're going to fail. Your faith is not in the falling. We are all in a fleshly body and we're all going to fall. But he tells him that. Basically, if I put it in Jared's terminology, Peter, I've prayed for you that when you go through this, you'll turn back to me. But you're going to fail. And when you turn back, strengthen your brother. Go to them and strengthen them. And Peter, he raises up, that ain't going to be me, Lord. I'll go with you to prison. I'll go with you to death. I'll go with you all the way. And then and Jesus, I still think he's got him in his, right between his arms. And he says, Peter, before this day ends, you're going to deny me three times. He's just going to get point blank with him. You're trying to make this complicated. I'm telling you, you're going to go through something. And I'm telling you, if you didn't notice, I said, when you are converted or when you turn back, strengthen your brother. I'm telling you, you're even going to fail. And Peter's like, no, I'm not, Lord. And he just gets him again. Peter, let me just tell you what's going on. Before the day's over, you're going to deny me three times. And the next thing we know is after they say this, and we go through this, and they go into the garden, and they pray. And who do we find falling asleep? Peter. After the Lord just told him, listen. You're fixing to go through a shaking. The devil himself is after you and wants to have you and desires to shake you and sift you and agitate you so bad. Wouldn't you think he would be in so much prayer at that point? Wouldn't you think he would be like, 
And Jesus even telling him, listen, before, you, before the night's over, you're going to deny. Wouldn't you be he, he on his knees saying, God, don't let me deny you. I'm praying, Lord Jesus, whatever this is. No, but we find him asleep. Asleep there in the shaking. And that's where a lot of us get in, in our spiritual walk. Yeah, there's a shaking going to come. But a lot of times, even when we're going through stuff, we get comfortable. I have Jesus over here. I can see him over there. Look at him praying. Man, he, he, he's, he's getting with it tonight. Look at him. He's even sweating over there. He's got this. I can just go to sleep. And he's over there praying for you. And you're just asleep while you're knowing it's shaking, it's coming. A lot of us fall asleep in that time. And then when Jesus gets up and the centurion guard and all of them come and, and it's time for Jesus to go to the cross. Peter's alive and well then and awake with bright-eyed and bushy tail. And the high priest comes there and he, he grabs his sword out and cuts off his ear. He's ready to go now. Jesus picks up his ear and puts it back home. G Peter, big and mighty, the one who, who's seen and had the revelation of G who Jesus was, as Jesus changed his name to Peter and said, Upon this rock I'll build my church. That's the same Peter, the Peter that, that went after him, the Peter that had the big ego. But then that night we see him, a little girl, after he had pulled out a sword on a high priest, a little girl. Walks up to him and says, ain't you one of them? Nah, no. Nope, I'm not. Where are you at now, Peter, with your sword drawn? Up against a big high priest, and now something so small questions your faith. And then you say no. A lot, a lot of times it's not the big things that get us. The Bible even says that. It's not the big things that get us, but it's the small things in the, in the midst of our shaking, in the midst of things going through that we're going through and we don't understand it. It's the small thing that steps up and questions your faith. Do you know him? No, I don't know him. And not only did it happen once, it happened twice. It happened three times during the shaking. And Peter denied it all three times. And we know the story that the rooster crowed and he remembered what Jesus had said. And he wept bitterly and he, and he cried. He remembered all that he had said. And then y'all have heard me preach this in John chapter 21. I've preached it so much because there's so much in here. In John chapter 21, it's in verse... 14, it says, now this is the third time that Jesus showed himself to the disciples. Jesus has went on. Jesus has, has resurrected from the, from the grave, and he's walking, and he's appeared into the disciples in the room twice. He showed up in the midst of them and appeared there. Then the next time he showed up again when Thomas was there, and Thomas was able to, to put his hands in, in Jesus' side and everything, and now they're at the Sea of Galilee, and they're fishing, and this is the third time Jesus has showed up, and still Peter has not turned back. The shaking has shook him. It has shook him that even though Jesus himself just appeared among them out of nowhere, 
And even though they sat there and watched Thomas take his fingers and put it in his side, he still has not turned back yet. And in John chapter 21, we see this. This is the third time. And they're going back fishing. Y'all have heard me preach this. And it's in this night that they've told all night. And they look, and Jesus is on the shore. And John hollers out, it's Jesus. And Peter says, cast himself into the water. And I thought about this. That was the moment that he turned. After he experienced what God told him to come out of and after he went through a, a night of, of fishing and toiling and not having anything and then John hollers, Jesus is Jesus on the shore and Peter cast himself in the boat. I went back to the other times Jesus and Peter was in a boat. The first time was when he asked Peter to shove your boat out a little bit further and as he told and Peter got saved in the boat. And the next time we see uh, uh, Peter, is, is Jesus is asleep in the bottom of the boat and there's a storm coming and they're all afraid they're going to die. And they go say, wake up, Jesus. He, he stands at the bow of the boat and says, peace, be still. And the storm stops. The next time we see him in the boat, that Jesus has stayed on the land and he has sent them away to the other side and the storm comes again and the waves are tossing and Peter sees Jesus walking on the water and he says, Lord, can I come to you? He says, yes, step out of the boat and come on to me and Peter steps out and walks out there to see Jesus as he walks on the water so I can only imagine this time when they say it's Jesus over there Peter didn't ask Jesus can I come to you because it wasn't his choice this time it was Peter's choice Peter had to make the decision to turn back Jesus was there drawing I've got the fish prepared. I've got the meat. I've got the coals. I've got the fire. But it's your choice this time, Peter. You have to choose to get out of the boat you're in and come after me this time. I have showed myself to you from the beginning when I called you in a boat. I've been there in the storm and said peace over storms in your boat. I've even said come to me and you've walked on the storms and you've climbed out of the boat. But this time you have to make in your own life the decision to turn back and you get out of the boat and he cast himself into the water this time he didn't walk on the water he didn't do nothing spectacular but he had to put his own energy into it and he had to swim himself he had to do everything by himself to get there Jesus is drawing so this morning that's what I ask you in the shaking shaking is going to come Peter failed but in the end his faith did not fail because he realized what he had to do. He realized that a life without Jesus was an eternity of sin, of toiling all night and catching nothing and struggling and going through that. And he said, I'd rather have Jesus to sit here and do this all night and all day and wear myself out. I would rather have Jesus. So he had to make the decision and he had to turn back to him. So this morning I ask you, and you're saying God and, and the devil has sought to shake a lot of people over the last few weeks. Philip gave his testimony of the, the guy getting hit in the head. The, the other thing, you may not know this, he had a skitter burn now too. 
I know other people that's going through sicknesses and stuff. It's, it's good to see Anna back here. She went through everything she's went through, but God has put her back. And, and, and she's here this morning, but a shaking happened in her life. Dan and Diane, blow, he blowed his knee, surgery, things happening, a shaking going on. In, and they've, not to say anything about them, but they've been shook enough, they would say. Kids being sick with high fevers all the time and we don't know what it is, a shaking going on in their life. Death happening, unexpected deaths happening in people's, people's life. I think, think about Emily Hall and Terry who just started coming here and, and the tragic of her losing her grandpa like they did. I mean, and that's my, and they're, they're new to here. She's new to this and a shaking's happened because the devil don't want you. He wants you to lose your faith. He wants you to lose your faith in who he is in the midst of the shaking. But how do you stand when, you've been, when you're being shook? I had these blocks here for three weeks. The thing that gets you through the shaking is the foundation. Because as we go through life, and as, and as we, Caleb, come here for a minute. As we go through life, you just start pulling blocks out and stacking them like you would play this game. As we start going through life, we start taking our blocks and building it ourselves. And as we build it ourselves, the higher we become. And the higher we become, the more further away from the foundation we get. And the further away from the foundation we get, the more unstable we become. Oh, we, we look good, though. We're, we're, we're priding ourselves. We're getting higher and higher. We're building our life like we want to build it. And then the devil says, I want to shake him. And Jesus has been watching. He watched Peter argue and he had watched people, Peter say, I'm not going to deny him. My pride, I, I couldn't never do this. You've seen what I've done with him. And, and Jesus is watching you build your life saying, look at me. Look what I'm going through. Look what I've done. And as you take each block and you build it and you get higher and higher, you do not realize that you are getting away from the very foundation that you are built on. Uh, built on. Peter did not realize that every time he'd done that, even though he had the revelation of who Jesus was and he said up on this rock up on this foundation Peter is who I'm going to build my work on but as he said that Peter's pride grew and he started building the kingdom within himself well, I'm going to go with Jesus I'll go with him to death I'll go with him to all the executions I'll go with him to court I'll go with him to all this thing because this is what I want and Jesus is looking and said you're getting so far from the foundation you don't even realize it and he says, there's a shaking coming. And as it shakes, and the further away you get from the foundation, like I say, the more unstable your life becomes. And the Bible says there were two men. Jesus said there was two men in the Bible, a wise man and a foolish man. They both went through the same storm. Nothing was different. The wind came, the, the, the rain, go ahead, the rain blew, the storm came. But he said the, the, the difference was the wise and the foolish was the wise man built his up on a firm foundation. 
And the foolish built his up on the sand. Then it says the wind came, the shaking came, the storm came, and the, the foolish man's everything he had built had fa fallen because his foundation wasn't up on Christ. And as you build your life, and as the storm comes, and Satan sees his opportunity, you can't hold it together. That's the thing about it. You think you can, but you can't hold some Sooner or later, you got to let go. And everything you see in your life that you had built comes crumbling down. Because you have gotten away from the foundation. Hebrews, everybody knows this. Hebrews 11 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The Greek word for substance there is, is actually it comes from the word we use in the English dictionary as the hypothesis. Y'all remember that in science? What was the hypothesis? It was what you thought. You've got a little bit of information and what you thought is going to happen as you, as you go through your experiment and as you've done things, what the end you thought was going to be and become. That's the same Greek word is found in Hebrews 9, 11 and 1. It says it's, it's for substance. The Greek word is hypostasis. And it means to place under or foundation is what it means. So what it's, what it's saying is, is now faith is the foundation. That everything else is built on. It's the hypothesis. It's where you start. A hypothesis is a proposed explanation made on the basis of limited evidence as a starting point for further investigation. Do I need to say it again, Brother Roland, for people that didn't get it but you? Hypothesis, substance, foundation. It means this. It's proposed explanation made on the basis of limited evidence as a starting point for further investigation. So now faith, when you get saved, now faith kicks in. So now faith is my foundation. It is the starting point Well, I start building my life on limited evidence because it's something new to me. It's something I'm, I just didn't come in knowing how all this was going to work. But it's the starting point, the substance, the now faith is there where I start on limited. It's just, God, I know you saved me. And you start building on that. You start building on that faith and that foundation. And can I tell you, when you're rooted and grounded in that foundation, yeah, we do, we mess it up so many times. And we build it like we want to build it. And it looks so grand, but we're so far from the foundation where we started. What did he tell in, the, the, in, in Revelations to the church? Go back to your first love. What are you saying? You've built something and got away from the foundation of who Jesus Christ is. Go back and do your first works again. Fall in love with him again. Build the foundation again. That's the only thing that's going to get you through the shaking in your life. That is it, Philip, if you can come. <coughs> yeah, it's just water. 
Ah, thank you, Lord. <coughs> the shaking is designed to do a couple of things. Y'all see me use the tree, the tree the first time, and as I shook it, the fruit fell. So a shaking can be designed for you, the fruit is right to let it go in your life because a ripened fruit on the tree that never gets eat is no good to anybody. Don't store up your treasures on earth. Don't produce fruit and say all this fruit's for me because it's going to rot on the tree. So a shaking could be to get you to let go of fruit. If a shaking also could be to, we know when storms come, that, and I don't know if this will work, it's been sitting here so many times. But anyway, it's designed to, to let the dead things in your life. God's trying to get you closer. So if you're going through a shaking, it could be for you to let go of some dead things that is holding you in your life. Let go of things. That could be what the shaking comes from or for. <coughs> Still trying to get over that water. A shaking can become, you can be shaken to become awakened out of your sleep. You can also, a shaking comes to bring us closer to the foundation as the blocks, to bring us back to where we're supposed to be. And a shaking can also come to unify. If you take a mixture of, of things and you mix it together or put it in a jar or a bottle and shake it together, that it's no longer separated, that it comes together. So a shaking can also bring things together in your life. But a shaking is never intended for you to walk away from Jesus. A shaking is to make your eyes be open of who he is and the foundation that you're built on in your life. That's what the shaking has done. If you would stand with me. Because it's prophesied in Haggai chapter 2. I read that a couple of weeks. And that, that is also repeated in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 26. It says, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he hath promised, saying, once more I shake not the earth also, but also heaven. And this word yet once more signified the removing of those things that are shaking. As the things that are made, those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. So I know a lot of people have been going through, but just know that Jesus has prayed for you. And you walk in triumph. You walk in the victory. But in what he's praying for you, don't lose your faith in what I've done for you. But not only individually and in your own life is there shakings going to happen, but 
in this world, shakings are going to happen and are happening in this world. And if your foundation is not built right, when all this breaks loose and your faith is really put to the test, I don't know how much we'll have to endure. I don't know how much the church or, or the Christians or the bride will have to go through. But can I tell you, if your faith is not grounded in Him, if your faith is not built on His foundation, then when it comes, you'll have nothing to be built on. It'll all be wiped away. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, I pray, God, if somebody, I know there are several people, God, that families that I have talked to, God, that have been going through a shaking. God, even in my own life, Lord, as the devil knows, God, what each and every person here is capable of, Lord, he don't want to see us walk in victory. He don't want to see the church walk in victory. He don't want to see families walk in victory. So the more he can shake them and agitate them. Lord, but I pray our faith does not fail. Lord, if there's anybody in here this morning that needs prayer, God, if they're, they're, they feel their faith, Lord Jesus, is, is growing weary, that their faith, God, is, is failing them. Lord, I pray, God, that they would move this morning. God, and let you reassure them and strengthen their faith in the midst of the shaking. God, because you told Peter, I didn't pray that it would not happen. I just pray your faith would not fail. Lord, so the, through this, God, I pray, God, that you would strengthen their faith. If that's you this morning, if you're here and you even turn back on Jesus, you're, you're the Peter and you're in the boat this morning, and you need to... And you need to run after him again. You need to turn. These altars are open. As Philip sings, if you need prayer for strengthening of your faith, then come.